Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at BrotoFantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start sit decisions. And, of course, YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Oh, yeah, baby. We are back with the summer heat wave, the preview of every single team in the NFL today. Yeah. We start with the AFC North, something a, a division that is ripe, ripe with fantasy goodness. Today, we're looking at everyone's favorite team all of a sudden, the Browns, of course. Uh, uh, Browns. Uh, we're going to start right off the bat. But first, I'm Tim Petropolis, your host. I'm here with my brother Mike Petropolis yep. and Jason Petropolis. My last name is Petropolis too. We 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 switch between Petrop and Petropolis. You know how it goes. Um, We're a Petropoli. That's right. So the Browns are our team. First, let's start with the team outlook. A very interesting coaching staff. We're going to be looking at the coaching staff and the team outlook. Um, the offensive outlook. Excuse me. The head coach is Freddie Kitchens, first-time head coach. He was promoted from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator to head coach all within one year. Freddie Kitch. So very new, young guy in his mid-40s. His offensive coordinator is Todd Monken. Now, when Kitchens took over at offensive coordinator last year, the offense really started clicking. Uh, Monken ran an air raid system in Tampa Bay, a little bit different than what Kitchens ran. The question is, can they mesh? Freddie Kitchens said that he will be calling the plays. So interesting that you have a guy like Monken who is getting head coaching offers and head coaching job looks, and all of a sudden now he's in a situation with the Browns where he's not even going to be calling the plays. Um, is this some, Is this a red flag right off the bat? I don't necessarily think so. They're both similar guys from the air raid offense type style where there's going to be four receivers on the field, three basically at all times. They're going to use Njoku out wide as well, have a couple of running backs out there. It's going to be... A very lively offense, a lot of spread uh, spread the ball, spread out just formations. I think they mesh well, so I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, uh, I think they'll figure it out. They're both pretty great offensive minds if last season was any consolation. But uh, th- one thing that does scare me about Kitchens is that they were bottom five in plays run per game once he took over. Not great for fantasy purposes. I think that's what happens when you pass the ball a lot. You're gonna, You're either going to be out with no time or you're going to not necessarily because if you run the ball a lot then you're using more time running right but you're also using more plays you can make that argument both ways 
Because, nah, because, it, well, I mean, a run, that's going for what, four yards? A pass isn't going for four yards. But the clock stops on incomplete passes. And it doesn't stop on the, on the run. Exactly, so it takes more time. So hmm. a lot of runs. Will I guess you could look at it from yeah. both our perspectives and you'd be right, which is kind of weird. So we don't really know about the offense because it's new. And, you know, everything that is going on with this, uh, with fantasy, we could just, we're going to give you the best that we can predict but you have to keep your eye on the preseason. You have to keep your eye on what's going on. Um, one thing that we are definitely know about is that the quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield. So let's get right into the quarterbacks. Uh, Baker Mayfield, at the time of the recording, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is fifth QB off the board. Uh, when you set a rookie record for touchdowns, that's what happens. He's electric. Uh, yes, they add amazing weapons. Yes, the second year is very kind to QBs. Go back to our Jets episode to hear about that. But finished QB 16 last year, only finished in the top five of QBs twice. That little beef between Kitchens and Motskins with you got Monkey, which you guys don't think is a big deal, that could get in the head of a young quarterback. Also, I'm worried about Baker getting a little gassed. Okay, he's with OBJ now, who's the who has the most gas in his head of all time of anyone, and I'm worried about it because they gave him a lot of say in who the next head coach is going to be, and he hadn't even had a whole year in the league yet so there is some room for gaff i mean some gas his adp is in the middle of sixth round right now listen i like baker i think he's gonna have a big year there's no way i'm paying off for him with a sixth round draft pick um jason and michael you guys were all over the baker train you guys i thought you were gonna cry when the browns took baker mayfield and the jets had to settle for some budding superstar named sam darnold named baby sam um Michael, uh, let's start with you then. Yeah. What's our, up? our love for Baker Mayfield is well documented. Yes, it is. All he did as a rookie is throw for 3,725 yards and 27 touchdowns rookie record. No big deal. And he did that without starting the first two and a half games. And he did that without OBJ. That's right. And now OBJ, Baker Mayfield and OBJ connection, that is exciting stuff. Yum. That could uh, win some leagues this year if all goes well, in my opinion. He has OBJ. He has Landry. He has another... Uh, another seasoned year for David Njoku is uh, Chubb Hunt when he comes back in like week ten. If he's even if he's not ready to go right away, he's still someone who's gonna who could help in the playoff push because I expect the Browns to make the playoffs. Callaway and Higgins as a three and four, they they're just completely stacked up. Their offensive line isn't bad. Their their whole offensive unit as a whole is tremendous. And Baker Mayfield was already great as a rookie going into his second year. If he takes another step up, which I expect him to. I do see him ending as QB5, but I'm not drafting him in the sixth round because I don't draft QBs that early. There's just no point. And you, you, just, get, and you don't draft players at their ceiling. Yeah, you don't draft players at their ceiling, exactly. And the value just isn't there taking a quarterback in the fifth, sixth round like Baker Mayfield when you could get someone like Big Ben in the 11th round in most drafts. And this is a, a perfect time to repeat again. We don't hate players. We hate ADP. True. We even love players and still hate ADP. And when it comes to that value, you, in the middle of sixth round, you can get some really good guys, some starting running backs, some starting I mean, I wide receivers. Baker in the fifth round and SFB nine, which is a super flex. I was super hyped about that. That I mean, a super flex is different. If you're playing with a super flex and two QBs, then it makes sense to draft Baker in the in the fifth round. Jason. Let's go to the wide receivers with you. So, um, let's transition. OBJ, uh, we don't even have to say his full name. Everyone knows who the hell we're talking about. Uh, he says he's the only reason why the Giants get primetime games. Um, Whatever, old man. Move you, on. I mean, look, the Giants have three primetime games this year. They had four last year. Oh, 
my God. One primetime game. What are we going to do without Odell? Um, we're going to act like OBJ didn't have something to do with it. I mean, they have a superstar now to replace him who doesn't have a head full of gas. But anyway, I still like OBJ in the field. Head full of gas, body full of talent. Uh, listen, he could be the number one receiver overall. I don't have to give you the positives of OBJ. He's one of the better wide receivers we've ever seen. Let's go to the negatives. Injury risk. He's appeared in 16 games the past two seasons combined, uh, 4 and 17 and 12 last season. And he's a diva risk. If Baker gets off to a sophomore slump and it's not OBJ, you can't say he's not going to because it's not in gonna. the realm he's of possibilities. No, it's, I don't think so either. All right. Well, these guys don't think so. But I'm putting it out there because you have to be realistic sometimes. Wasting time. Within the <laughs> realm of possibilities is OBJ gets off to a slow – I mean, uh, Baker gets off to a slow start. If, if OBJ – or even if he doesn't get off to a slow start, if he gets off to a hot start and OBJ is in a situation where he's not the number one guy, there's a diva risk there. So, look, there's risks. There are rewards. Jason, how are you feeling about OBJ? You're really on this. OBJ is a diva thing. I love right? OBJ. I mean, he's the most diva wide receiver we have in the league right now outside of Antonio Brown. Or he just wants to win and the Giants were trash for three years in a row. Listen, I just think the only risk... If you, oh, Sorry, if you wanted to win, don't sign an extension with them. The, only, the Giants don't owe him anything except the money that they gave him. The only OBJ risk is his health. I, yep. There's nothing about his personality that concerns me for fantasy football reasons. And I think that... Dude, he's attached to Baker Mayfield. He's going to be a top five wide receiver, no doubt. Health, the only thing barring. That's why he's being drafted in the second round instead of the first. I think that's the only thing. Yeah, last if year, any receiver is going to go into the first round next year, it's OBJ if he stays healthy. Last year with the targets he saw from Eli Manning, he was the 13th uh, wide receiver in true target value. So absurd. Absurd from Eli Manning. And then if you were, if he were to get those from Baker Mayfield, he would have been ninth. Now let's factor in Baker Mayfield's rookie season. We talk about a second-year quarterbacks make jumps. Baker Mayfield's going to be in MVP talks this year. I think that because he's going to make this second-year jump, and last year he was so good, and he has all this talent around him. So if he makes the MVP jump this year, his true t- throw value is going to go up. The targets are going to go to OBJ. His true target value is going to go up, and OBJ is going to be a top three wide receiver option. I think you have to you have to be a little patient with Baker and OBJ. I know you guys don't think a, a slump it, to start is is – viable but they start the season with the titans jets rams ravens seahawks and patriots besides besides the ravens none of those defenses scare me one bit i mean the jets are going to be better the titans have a good defense don't act like they don't don't. corner the rams have a good defense don't act like they don't the seahawks have have a good defense like in the second half of the season don't get me wrong broncos bills steelers dolphins steelers again Bengals twice cardinals now you're talking about a, a second half surge. So if you're a owner, if you're a, a rosterer of the Browns, selling, I mean buying low in the first half of the season might be an option. So there's something to keep in mind. Um, we talked about OBJ. Let's talk about his teammate Juice Landry. Um, so Michael, Jarvis Juice. I know you have a you have a, you're a Landry guy. I'm not a Landry guy. You used to be. I used to be. When I, I told you I love ADPs, all right? Yeah. I used to be a Lynch guy because his ADP was good for the targets he gets. I'm basically almost fully off the Landry bandwagon these I'm, days. I, it's almost funny. I, I'm kind of getting back on the Landry bandwagon. I'll tell you in a second why. No, I, uh, last year he had, how many was it, 148 targets. He turned that into 81 receptions and 978 yards. I will say this, That's though. disgusting. I, all right, yes. But he only had a 54% catch rate last year. Whatever the reason may be, that is... That is way lower than his average of 70% before last year. So if that's something that's becoming a trend, yes. 
But that's 20 more catches at his regular catch Is rate. it not concerning that his, his true target value last year was 11th? And he wasn't even a wide receiver three, right? Yeah. He was 7th in targets. 40th, he dropped the ball a lot. 40th in yards after catch, which is supposed to be one of his fortes. That's the reason why you're dumping it off to Landry, to get the yards after catch. He was 40th. And now, yeah, he doesn't have to deal with uh, being the number one, which is definitely suits him better. But I don't know if the... Uh, I don't know if the volume is going to be there for him to be to be as productive as he can be. A couple years ago, Jarvis Landry, for three straight years, led the league in receptions out of the slot. Last year, was still in the slot most of the time, but moved out wide in over a third of his snaps. Right? So now he's going back into that slot where you can get comfortable. I think it's a difference. That's the tiny difference between 20 more receptions, 200 more yards, and three more touchdowns, which makes Jarvis Landry into a stud rather than a bust. So yeah, I, I don't see that happening. It'll help his efficiency, but the target number is going to drop. I, yeah. I, don't, I think he could be more efficient with less targets because of that. He led the league in slot receiving from 14 to 17. He led the league. It's a long time this ago. Is, this is the guy who made the slot into... Different teams. It's, it's, it's part, of the, part of the reason why the slot is what it is right now is because of Jarvis Landry. I take Landry as my wide receiver three. Yes. Nothing before that. Yes. Sure, but I... But he's not ADP. being drafted. He's being drafted as wide receiver two. That is a little Probably bit of a or high end wide receiver three. He I just should have been don't the eleventh wide receiver last year according to true target value, and he it wasn't was barely close. even top thirty six. Uh, Antonio Callaway. I let me say Antonio Callaway, barring an injury. I prefer Higgins. I guess we can get into that later. Barring an injury, I like Higgins. <laughs> Higgins won the PFF best wide receiver award in college. Every time he's been put on the field, he makes plays. It's just always opportunity. I guess injury away. That's the hint. Me and Michael are going with Higgins. All right, so we'll wait on that. Let's go to the running backs then because, guys, I don't think people realize how much of a beast. And when I say beast, I'm not being like, oh, he was a beast. No, beast Nick Chubb was last year. Only 192 carries as a rookie. Finished four yards shy of 1,000 yards. On top of that, he's a big play threat. Chubb had the second most runs over 2011, finishing only behind Saquon Barkley. He also finished second to Barkley in 40 yards runs. He had 4.47 yards after contact last year. 4.47 yards after first contact. That is a ridiculous number. He led the league, obviously. He had more catches in the NFL as a rookie. He had 20 last season. Then he did at three years at Georgia combined, 13, which means he's he didn't get to show it in Georgia, but he has the ability to catch passes out of the backfield. The only thing keeping me away from loving Nick Chubb as a possible even RB1 first-round kind of guy is that Kareem Hunt is lurking in the, in the wings. His ADP is currently at 19th, so that's in the middle of the second round. Um, Jason. Does the Kareem Hunt lurking scare you away from Nick Chubb, or are you going for it? Listen, he's going in the back end of the second round, and I'm fine with that with Kareem Hunt lurking. Just because I think talent will win out. You mentioned all the stuff about Chubb. To add on to that, he was the number two rated PFF back. He was number one in elusiveness. He scored seven touchdowns in the final eight weeks. Scored 16.5 points per game. Dude this squats, is a guy who's going to produce. Dude squats 600 yep. pounds. And when you're having someone, damn. we could pretty pretty much guarantee Chubb's going to be very good the first eight weeks. So how much are they going to really use Hunt? I feel like it might be, what's a team? The Cowboys. There's a lot of times where you see Zeke just take off an entire series, and it pisses you off as a fantasy person. But then you're like, all right, fine. He's killing it when he's playing. So let him rest for this series. I feel like they'll probably just give Cream Hunt a series or two every week. 
But Nick Chubb will still be great. And the thing about Hunt, a series or two, he suspended eight games. There's a bye week, week nine. He's out till week ten, and then he has to come back, get into game shape, get acclimated into the offense. Down the stretch, if the Browns are, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot, so they're gonna they're they're not going to want to just bring in a new player in week ten as like a as a huge part of their offense, especially when they have a guy like Nick Chubb. Leading the way, he's one of the best running backs in the league already. My worry that is that it, my worry is that the Browns, they are smart about their playoff chances. What they do is that they bring in Kareem Hunt, take a lot of the load off Nick Chubb, preparing Nick Chubb for the playoffs. And you're talking about if talent winning out. You got to remember, Kareem Hunt is a guy who led the league in rushing as a rookie. Like this is a guy that's that's super talented. He is talented. It's also it, the Chiefs but system. If the Browns are seven and two, eight and one. Maybe, but if they're six and three, five and four, and they're in the middle of the playoff hunt, and they can't, they can't, they don't have the, the ability to just say, "All right, come on, hunt, we'll help you come along." I don't see him stealing a big load of work from Nick Chubb. Anyone drafting Cream Hunt is an absolute. I think that's so nuts. Dumb. I mean, I drafted absolutely nuts if I you're drafting him. I drafted Kareem, Kareem Hunt in like the thirteenth round of the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Still too early. The thirteenth round is ridiculous. You're just gonna hold a roster spot until week ten, and who knows if even if he's gonna play when he gets back in week ten. It's gonna be useful it. enough. It's not so at all. Not worth so it. not worth it. You're just throwing away a valuable. You just let me down piece. big time. I I think it's worth it in a, in a in a place where we're putting what there's like fifteen bench spots. Well, so that's what? a huge. It's a huge league. I, I'm talking I, about the Scott Fish League. I'm sure, not you about. could draft Cream Hunt in that league, uh, but not in the thirteenth round. Are you kidding me? Maybe in the twentieth. Maybe I got him. Thirteenth round, you get a good player. What about Duke Johnson? Is there a world out there where thirteenth round I got Devin Singletary? I'm taking Singletary every day over Kareem Hunt. No, I'm not taking Duke Johnson at any point this season, even without Kareem Hunt. No. Oh, all right. Let's go on to the tight ends. David Njoku finishes a tight end one six times last year. Classic streamer numbers. Um, is there enough balls to go around in Cleveland to make him a locked in tight end one this season? Uh, Njoku finished behind Trey Burton and Austin Hooper last year, and is now his ADP is way higher than both of them. So I'm not buying the hype. I know Njoku's a very good athlete. He's a first-round pick. He has Baker Mayfield attached to him. But when you consider OBJ, Landry, Chubb, Higgins, Callaway, how many looks is Njoku going to get? And is he going to be consistent enough to do something with them? We saw him drop touchdowns last year. We saw him miss opportunities that he could have made. So yes, Njoku has that ceiling. I'd rather, rather than spend an eighth-round pick on him, I'd rather build my depth and grab Burton in the 11th round. I agree with that. I love. Burton I mean, Njoku did go six thirty nine and four last season. A little disappointing from what people were expecting from him, but he did have a solid role in that offense. And now they do have OBJ there. I'm just Here's for me, issue. I wouldn't be surprised if Njoku ends up taking over that second main second target over Jarvis Landry. Last season, though, I would be. Njoku had eighty nine targets. Do you know How much it, more can he see? Do you know what it is about Njoku? Like, and uh, it's consistency because he was a tight end one six times. When he's in part of the game plan, he gets the ball thrown to him a lot, and he's effective with it. When he's not part of the game plan, he's completely forgotten about, and he'll go games with one two targets and no receptions almost. So it's like, do you do you take the chance there, or do you, would you rather stream a tight end? I think there's a chance Njoku takes the next step, but I don't, I, I'm not yeah. as high as him on Michael though. I'm not I'm not super high on him, but at his ADP, I understand. In the like that, I'd rather him fall. Like, to, if he's available in the eighth, ninth round, I'd say sure, take the shot on Njoku. Seventh, eighth, there might be better options. 
especially when you're looking at tight end late. Someone like Vance McDonald or around later than Ajoku is going. But he's going 90th right now in fantasy pros. It's too early for me. 90th, it's the middle of the eighth round, so it's, it's too decent. Er- it's too early for me. But like you could get Vance in the ninth, like something like that. So it's it's tough. But if he falls like the ninth round, I'm okay with taking a shot on Joku. Um, speaking of okay with taking a shot, someone who is one injury away from being either fantasy viable or fantasy super relevant. I'm going with Kareem Hunt because if Nick Chubb goes down, that talent. Plus the the opportunity is there, obviously. Fine. All right, fine. You can roll your eyes, but who are you can go fine. with? Rashard Higgins. Rashard Higgins. Yeah. yeah, I'm going Callaway. I'm going I think he's a good Rashard wide receiver. Higgins. Callaway had six games over 50 yards last year and has big play potential. So if someone goes down, he's got to get his head on straight. But he has yeah. massive potential. Higgins, you want to talk about him a little? I, more? He's a good player. That's my argument. He's a good player. He's solid all around. And if there's there it goes. All right. Yeah, I mean if there I mean there if there's goes. an injury, if there's opportunity for a good player, he'll be good. I mean it makes sense. Yes. Um for more from us, you could check us out on brotofantasy.com. You could also check us out on Twitter. Mike on the Scorpatrop. Jason Patrop. And on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling frisky. real, real, frisky. real frisky. I'm at Tim Patrop, of course. At Brodo Fantasy on all social media outlets to find all of us. YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy to get extras and support the show. Until next time, we're coming at you with the Steelers. We'll see you tomorrow. Steel Curtain. Later. Later.